welcome to Relatable Chapters. Uh, this is our very first episode, proper episode, and today I'm joined with Lashara. Welcome, how's it going? How the fuck's it going? <laughs> going good, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah? <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am too. So um, Lashara is one of uh, my best friends at the moment. I think best friends do change quite a bit. But um, so... You did come into my life maybe three years ago, I think. And um, yeah, I, I was haven't I, left. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say um, you've become a role model, which we'll touch on later on. But uh, to begin, I thought about I'll do three descriptions of every guest. So, the first one of you would be courageous, mm-hmm. very courageous, very elegant, and open-minded. Elegant. Elegant. <laughs> Goes with a yogi. Um, so before we find out who you are, I'd just like to start with, uh, what are three things you're grateful for today? Three things I'm grateful for today. haven't really done my journaling today, but just off the bat, I guess I'm grateful to have this space and this opportunity to share with you, uh, doing what you know, you're moving into I'm forever grateful for my boys and um, my ability to like have this life and mother them. And I guess today, just looking outside, like I'm grateful for the sunshine. It's an absolutely beautiful day. Beauty. Um, I suppose my three things that I'm grateful for is uh, having you here today, day one, our first podcast. Uh, this beautiful weather and uh, the ability of time off work. There you go. Um, so how do I know the guests? So you are my yoga instructor. <laughs> um, how I found you was, um, I think, yeah, when I turned 21, recently single, one of the boys was like, oh, come do yoga. And I thought, oh, it's a good idea. I can't touch my toes and I'm single. <laughs> uh, to this day, I can touch my toes and I'm still single. So <laughs> at least we got one thing out of the way. Um, and yeah, from there, I think I was doing classes at Fastlane and then the dojo. Then we opened up Ara, and then uh, I think after our first 30 days of yoga, you somehow persuaded me to go to one of those events, the, the end of it, the, the end of function, whatever, and um, I think that's where we started really talking and stuff. Um, but also, actually, before that, you did Lululemon ambassador stuff at the gardens, mm-hmm. where you got me involved in that, so I was just one of the demonstrators, which was quite awkward, but honouring at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how... We kind of really got together, and from there we've done a few things like running plans and uh, just casual walking, and just a very there's actually a lot of in-depth conversations, and that's what I mean. I I can always seek guidance in you and stuff, so that that's how I know Lashara. Um, so everyone has a beginning. What was your upbringing like? Um, I'd say that my upbringing was nice. I. When I think, I actually, I actually haven't been asked this question before. All right, so let's start. Let's start when you're like early, early childhood. Early childhood. I believe that in my life, I have always been surrounded by love. So no matter what, my parents, whatever struggles that they were having, they never made it visible to me Mm -hmm. until now. Being an adult, I mean, I can have those conversations with them, but. I always had what I needed. I was loved. I had clothes, you know. Um, My parents were together until I was six years old. And I will say that when my parents separated, that was probably one of the most 
uh, horrible times of mm. my life, even to this day, like I can feel it the day that it happened and I'm currently working through visiting that a little bit more. Um, so maybe in another time I would be able to discuss how that felt mm. for me. Um, but I would say like I had a childhood that was, I was always encouraged to be playful. I was always encouraged to do the things that I wanted to do and like be the best at them. Uh, my both of my parents are quite hard on me, um, and I'm so grateful for that because I think that that's where I get that courage that you see within me. Um, and a lot of my, I guess, grit and drive. Um, but I've always, always been surrounded by family and love. And those are two things that just are so important in my life right now. So I had a nice childhood. Nice. Um, I feel like I'm really, really grateful. Um, surrounded by heaps of family and always supported. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got one brother, younger yes, brother. Yes. And my, so I've actually got two oh, brothers. Brother. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of my, like growing up was with Caden, who is my absolute best friend. And there's something about that boy. I just cannot, like, I can get angry at people. I'm yeah. a very reactive person, but something about him, I, he's like my little baby. <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to know. Because I feel like me and my brother never did, but did you ever have physical violence with each oh, other? Oh, we fought. <laughs> we fought so much. Like, At what point did it finish? Um, I think the. I remember the last time yeah. is when he got bigger than me yeah. and he literally flipped me over pinned me to the ground and it was like the you will stop beating me up now and I was like holy shit this boy is like bigger than me and like if you see him now he's like double my size (laughs) and but the way that we have our relationship now is like we don't fight like that but if we do like have an argument like he ignored me one time for one week because (laughs) I did something that wasn't that nice and I I don't drink Sav Savion Blanc anymore because of that situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we are like he is definitely like my baby best friend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then I've got my half brother Lawson, who is he's twelve years younger than me. So again, like a baby. But I think we're so alike. So him and I really clonk kids yeah. a lot. But again, my. Like, my brothers, they are just, they mean a lot to me. Yeah. Like I said, you know, family means everything yeah, to me. Yeah, family oriented. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose that's what I feel a lot coming to Ara. So, just a small bit. Ara was kind of formed with you and your mother, and it's always, yeah, like a loving place. And I suppose that's how the community has kind of thrived. Which There's always an abundance of love in this room, yeah. in this area, uh, which is always comforting, I suppose you could say. And I think a lot of that comes from my mum because when you start to get into who you are naturally mm. and, and as you arrive, I don't know if I naturally come with those things. I don't know if that is my nature, but I think by having my mum, the way that she has nurtured me mm. in my life has allowed me to grow into that person. And she, when you walk in here and you feel this feeling of home and abundance and love, that's her. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to experience a mother like that to then reciprocate that. Yeah. Um, because she has never, ever, like even in her hardest times of her life, she has always shown me love 
and abundance and the importance of like community and family and having a home. Yeah, she's got one of the biggest smiles. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so that's like a bit of your youth and a bit of family. Mm. What about your teenage years? Wild. (laughs) Wild, yeah. I was, I think when I got to high school, there was a lot of, um, a lot of bullying. I feel like when I started high school, I was Mm -hmm. super pure. (laughs) And then there was just this expectation. Is that on you, the bullying on you? Or are you talking about you doing the bullying? No, it was on me. A lot of, so my first day of high school, I remember this, I was a third former. I remember Mm. a sixth former coming and telling me that I'm not shit. And stay in my lane. And I was like, what in the world? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know who you are. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have girls, like, pull my hair because they thought it was fake. I I just had a lot of that stuff. So I think that that made me really hard mm-hmm. on the outside. Um, and then, You have to put up a wall somehow. Yeah. And then it came off. Um, my confidence comes through. Yeah. And I probably would have just looked like... Yeah, a massive bitch. <laughs> and then I, I guess I wore that a little bit. And I was yeah. super, like, self-entitled. I can say that now when I look back at my younger yeah. self. I'm like, maybe I wasn't the nicest person. Maybe I was pure and then I just became an absolute, like... Bitch. Yeah. Or, like, an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and amazing. what I did to like, my parents is... No. <laughs> well, even oh, through teenage years, yeah. yeah, I suppose rebellion and stuff. But it's funny, like, even now if you think about people you met at high school... And you're like, oh, that person's like this, that person's like that. But there were so many years ago, and you need to realise that people change. Totally. People change depending on the environment. Once you, you leave school, everybody's like on the same playing field. But you also have to honour, like, I honour that girl yeah. and everything that she went through and all the things that she experienced because without her, like, I wouldn't be who yeah, I am now. Yeah, exactly. um, all that passion and that grit comes a lot from her as well. Yeah. So... A lot of, uh, we just spoke about it, like, impressing your parents or, like, having that, like, confirmation of your dad. So, like, through the earlier days of high school, I was, like, really into sport. I was, like, excelling, top sport, would do all of this. And then at one point, something happened with my dad. And I was, like, it was, like, a fuck you moment. And I don't know. I just, I changed. So is that where you were going through rebellion? Oh, (laughs) I was, it was bad. <laughs> All right, we, we won't touch on that. <laughs> we don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so you're saying you're pretty good with your sporting. So that's where your career was kind of going. So now if we, if we, if we go into yoga, like, we, where did yoga come from? So I found yoga, I would say, you know, after I, I was going through that kind of phase of drinking a lot mm. and experiencing being a young person and the expectation of being a young person but then connecting back to my sport or how I've always been brought up you know be in your body move your body um my parents would always take us out we'd always be doing things my dad had us doing pretty much every single sport it's like he wanted us to be the top of swimming gymnastics um athletics and as we started to get there that kind of fuck you back at my dad stopped me from going further because I was like, that's what you want me to do. And that was that resistance that I had. But I've been able to drive that sporting ability into my own personal training. Um, So when I... I Before we go there, back to bullying, Mm. 
and also on that, so now you're a parent, so two points. How would you deal to um, your children getting bullied as a mother? And two, would you put them through the same rigmarole around sporting that you were through? The crazy thing is, like, with the bullying, it started at primary school. I remember with this this guy used to chase me around all the time, and yeah. my dad came in and like told him like stay away from my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that, and like thank you, dad, for that. Yeah. Um, he always stood up for me when when I needed him. Yeah. I was just so lucky to have that. Um, and yeah, I remember Kyron had this boy really badly picking on him at kindy, and I was so I that's earlier that's young. Yeah, like. Yeah. I think he did something to his cheek and he then the next day he might have done something again. Yeah. And I did. I went into the, the kindy and I said, someone needs to either talk to this child's mother or I need to have a sit down in a meeting because it is not acceptable yeah. that my child is being, like, experiencing this. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, not, it's not nice. Yeah. And it's not the child's fault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because and that's what I I am sometimes. so aware of that. Like a young child, it's mm. what is happening for him at his house that he thinks it's okay to do that to my baby. Yeah. That's how, and I'm very protective. I am very very protective like that. And I think my mum, <laughs> I had to get that off my mum yeah. and my dad. They are so protective of us, and yeah. And then with my kids at the sport, I really I do feel that come out of me a lot. And then Joey is really, really good in a sense of saying, like, they need to do what they, they want to do. do. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, it comes up, I'm like, I want them to do gymnastics <laughs> so that they're aware of their bodies and that they have this and karate so they have discipline and swimming lessons. And I, if I could, I would probably have them doing everything just so that they can experience it yeah. because I'm so grateful for that. And I think that it gives me what I can do now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, understanding that I have to let them be who they... They are, yeah. yeah. So I just read that book about grit. So you touched on grit a few times. And like one of, one of the key aspects was, like say, when you're employing somebody or yeah, hiring or selecting for teams and stuff, is that people that stuck out a certain sport, they tend to be more grittier. So they have more... more it was called a follow-through. So say, for instance, if you do a sport for three years, you have a greater follow-through than someone who does half. But at the same time, being a parent, if your child hates it on day one, but they really wanted to do it yesterday, you got to keep them going, eh? Oh, 100%. they got to follow through what they're doing because we until don't the wanna, end of the season. we don't want to do the things that we, like one day I might decide I want to do something, and I don't want to show up and do it every day. But yeah. it is, like you say, it's a consistency. It's the consistency yeah. to committing to what you wanted to do, and that is definitely something that I want to ingrain into my yeah. children. You don't just decide that you when want to, to stop yeah. because I just can't be bothered anymore. And I, I don't know, people might not agree with that, and that might be some of my conditioning, but I can actually wear that. Yeah. I, I 100% will wear that. That's just how I am. I definitely encourage my kids to be winners as well. Yeah. Oh, I think we'll touch on that in episode two because that, that's actually a good point. But yeah, okay. So you're going through a rebellious phase. Uh, you're really good at sport, and then you started to discover yoga. Yeah. So yoga came up for me. Um, I guess yeah, I was trying to keep up with the drinking, and mm-hmm. I, honestly, I just think my body's not made for that. I'm not the best. Um, I don't at think drinking. anybody's body is made oh, for drinking. I just. 
and my, I could feel it. Like I was like, oh, do, I don't fit in. I'm different. You know, yeah. feel like that. Um, I didn't like partying as much as everyone else. I so lightweight. It's cheaper. <laughs> and then one night I remember lying in bed and I was like, I need to make a change. I think I was, I don't know, let's just say 18. Mm-hmm. So I joined City Fitness yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm going to write out my week. I've always had that structure set in yeah. me. I, that comes from my mum. And, you know, on a Monday I'll do a run and then weights. On a Tuesday I'll run and then do yoga. And I just went to the – they had like a little abundance in there. And I remember my first yoga class. I did a few with my mum because she yeah. rolled her ankle. Hated it. Shavasana. Hated it. I was like, "What is this? Like, so confronting." Was it was it a vinyasa flow? Was it yin? I did a vinyasa flow, yeah. and our, actually, Anna works here. She was one of my first teachers, sure. and she remembers every shavasana I would walk out because I just was like, "Why oh, are we lying still?" People. I was that person. <sighs> so it took me a few times, and then I remember going to a yin and being like, "This sucks." Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I did a 30 days of yoga. and What brought that upon? They had a, a challenge going at the... Oh, yeah, challenge accepted, eh? Oh, and That's I just I'm thought, like. you know, like, oh, what could happen here? Yeah. Amazing. The What I worked out, I fell in love with yoga. And that is why we always have 30 days of yoga yeah, happening yeah. here. Because I know the power of it. Um, and... Yeah, for me, yoga just became something. I have a very obsessive personality, so if I <laughs> if I like something, I'm gonna do that thing. And yeah. yoga became that for me. And what I love about yoga is there's no end point, and it's not only about your physical body. You connect with your mind. You learn mm-hmm. about your breath. And no matter who does it, you might start, and it might come a lot with like forcing and pushing and all that conditioning. But you actually learn to be kinder to yourself. So I told my mom I wanted to be a yoga teacher and she was like, okay. And then because I was so young, there wasn't a lot of young yoga mm-hmm. teachers back then. So I was, was your mum a yoga instructor then? At no. All? No, so you went into it together. We went and did all of our training oh, together. So we've done all of it yeah, together. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, maybe thought that. So mum was a personal trainer. The, yeah, I thought she was the one that would have brought you into it because I always thought she's... She definitely influenced me yeah, to do yeah. it, but she went to yoga because she rolled her ankle. Yeah. So if she didn't roll her ankle, we may not have both found yoga ah. the way that we did. So everything happens for a reason because yeah, my yeah, mum sure. was needed something, needed a challenge. And yoga, anything she does, I guess I naturally gravitate yeah. to. It's like a little girl and her mum. We have Chip that. Block, We're so that. Um, But yeah, yoga, I just became obsessed with it. I was like, I want to be a teacher. And then I went through a little bit of the bullying again. It's like it came back to me, but in the sense where I'm becoming a yoga teacher. So there was yoga teachers all around Hamilton and they didn't like, they said like, we don't like the way you teach. We, you're too young to be a yoga teacher. You don't have any wisdom to share. How did did you go into teaching? Like, did you do a course or something? Like how, how come what you were supposedly teaching was so different to what they did. So I did my yoga teacher training with, so another thing that we did is mum got these like DVDs Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with Duncan Peake, who is the owner of Power Living. And he became like my yoga, I always call him my yoga dad or, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I went to a few of his workshops and he would do handstands and 
the style that we teach at our studios, modern yoga, is from power uh-huh. living. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. power, the just like at our yoga teacher training, we were doing two and a half hour yoga practices like twice a day. That's was, a lot. It was a lot. That's a but lot. that's where the yoga comes as well, where you need that sense of, I guess, like grit to move through those harder practices. Yeah, yes and no, though. Like, do you want to go for a two and a half hour gym workout or two well, and a half hour run? I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I but know. When I was but in that space, I just don't see how people fall in love with something that's that excessive. And a lot of people through that got so sick. Yeah. So. I mean, that's where that grit and that hard challenge yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah. And I was really that at 18 years old. Yeah. So was this course with your mum as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we did like a split course. We would fly to Wellington, I think, every six weeks and do bits of it. And then we went to our final retreat in um, Bali. And one of the biggest factors for me, public speaking was probably be like my top fear above death. Above death, no shit. No, <laughs> that's serious. Because yeah, I've I've tried. I've taken one class before, not here. But one of the hardest things is to yeah talk and like flow with it, and you do it so naturally, especially in some of your awkward poses. So that's shocking. Honestly, uh, nah. above above all things. So at high school, I would stand up when you had to say speeches, and I'd say I'm not saying a speech, and I'd sit down. And the teachers would always say, like, yeah. you need these credits. And I was like, I'll get these credits elsewhere. elsewhere yeah, yeah. So I hated public ah. speaking. So that was, like, the thing for me. Like, I, of course, I know how to use my body. I know how to do yeah, yoga. Yeah. Can I talk in front of people? And can I – I would cry. Like, at my first yoga teacher training, you had to introduce yourself. I cried. <laughs> like, what? introducing myself, just saying, hi, my name's Lashara and – my favorite thing, my favorite food is I literally cried and like just wanted to be by my mum. At what <laughs> so age was this? I was 18. Fucking hell. But I was terrified. Yeah, you're pretty green by then, though, eh? Huh? Yeah, you're pretty green, like you're pretty fresh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then when it came to actually teaching yeah. the yoga, oh. How? Again. Was, was that, were you pleased that your mum was there? Yeah. In a way, like just comfort? I would say that there's a lot of times in my life where I wouldn't I I, I wouldn't have done what I done mm-hmm. if my mum didn't stand there holding my hand. I'm so lucky to have that support. Yeah, yeah. And someone who believes in me like that, no matter what, she just believes in me and she just thinks I'm great. So as long as she <laughs> thinks I'm great, I guess like I can be great and Honestly, one of the things that she used to say to me, she was like, just imagine that you're someone else when you're talking. So I've always embodied, I don't really do it anymore. I think I've really found myself, but I used to imagine I was my mum and it would get me through. I would just be like, okay, what would Kara do? And it would get Ah. me through. So the power of the mind. And I guess when my mum left, um, because my mum left and I was left with my dad, I didn't see my mum for ages, I I felt... It Where'd was horrible, go? and she would always say to me, close your eyes, and I can be with you at any time. And the power of that has also helped me, I guess, do anything that I do. Yeah. Because if she's not there, I can still feel her there. Um, and, yeah, pretending to be her when I'm completely scared yes. and just knowing what would, like, mum do in this moment. 
she wouldn't show anyone that she's scared. So, yeah. like, don't you dare show put anyone that. Put that big smile on her face. Yeah, put it on and no matter what, like, no one sees weakness. That's yeah. it. But So yeah. where did your mum go? Uh, this was when, like, my parents separated. Oh. So my mum left and I was with my dad. I thought that was when you were, like, six. Yeah, but that's how I'm talking about, like, back then. Oh, right. I was yeah, backtracking yeah. way yeah. back to oh. feelings and yeah, how, yeah. yeah. Those lessons were like ingrained. So from back then, yeah. So now, when you when you were teaching, then you'd remember that. Yeah, yeah and like like I said before, you're not able to be who you are without honoring all those little milestones within your life, or all those little moments that, at the time, you don't know are so important. But as you look back, mm. they mean so much. So you know, like yeah. this little girl who's wanting her mum, she's closing her eyes and imagining that she's with her mum. That little girl doesn't know that when she grows up, that's going to make an impact uh. of whether or not she can teach a full room of people yoga. And I've taught 300 people yoga now. I've stood in front of 300 people at that big thing. And the day I did that, I actually messaged Duncan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, thank you so much for like everything that you have like given to me to be able to like do this. It's just actually taking that appreciation to yeah. honor the people that have helped you overcome fears or grow into the person that you needed to be. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I suppose like I call it chapters, relatable chapters. So that was a key turning point which defined a chapter for you which defined that growth. And there's many different chapters. Yeah. And you learn from every chapter which is pretty remarkable that, yeah, you can relate it. I suppose if it's your book then... Yeah, you're way back at the start. Yeah. Relates to way back at the end. Okay, so you became a teacher. Yeah. Where where does PT a part of this? We've dabbled on this privately. So I was teaching yoga a little bit here and there, and then I also was working a full time job doing like design mm-hmm. um, for my stepdad. And I mean, I knew that I wanted to teach yoga, but then. Before I even worked into design and did all that side of my life, I wanted to be a personal trainer. And I feel like that door was not closed. And I was, was like, Was that because your mum was a personal trainer? I think so. I yeah. think I watched my mum be a personal trainer. And my mum will say, and I'll say it now too that I've lived it being a personal trainer is a hard as fuck yeah. job. I used to have 50 clients. A week. That's 50 hours of like contact work. In, in the hours where most people will have free time because exactly. that's when they come to you. So you're working hours. And are, then I'm in a relationship yeah. with Joey and it's like, yeah, I'm barely ever seeing him except for really in the weekends. But then in the weekends, you'd sometimes run a boot camp. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, as you, you're just like, oh my goodness. But I loved being a personal trainer. So becoming a personal trainer was like a dream for me mm-hmm. and I guess then I built the yoga alongside it. So I was being a PT, teaching yoga here and there in gyms and that was kind of my point of difference and I bring yoga into a lot of people's trainings and the ability to connect to your body in more of a mindful mm-hmm. way. I um, mean, I've been doing that, oh, how long ago was I a trainer? Like before I had Kai, so I'd say like, six, seven years ago. And back then, you know, if people would come to me and they'd be in a bad mood and I'd look at them and I'd be like, do you want to go for a walk today? 
or you know as instead of forcing yeah, them through yeah. and i've i feel like i've always been super in tune with people's bodies like that um and i think yoga has really really helped me with that because i think that's something people are starting to move into now you know really honoring your emotions and yeah. whether when you're having like one of those really tough days if you do you go and thrash yourself or do you take a walk outside and connect with nature you know there's a really a happy medium there you gotta because yeah. sometimes you're just being a little bit of a oh i'm tired yes, but as softy, a pt yeah. i felt like i was able to really connect with that especially because i that that power of connection and you'd also be able to pick on who is that kind of person some people come and go like, oh be like what you need is a hard workout so you ramp it up oh yeah Depending and on i the would person. do it in such a kind loving way like yeah, anyone sure. that was one of my pt clients they'll know like i would smile at them and i'd be like you have 10 10 more sets 10 to more. go and they'll be like <laughs> I'm not going to do it in an aggressive way I'm going to do it in a loving way Because I know what you're capable of Um, And I love that I I I miss PT all the time When when you're passionate about something That's where you flow into it a lot more And you care a lot more about your people There's a thing, it's like um, A job, a career and a calling Mm. So depending on what you are So in a way Like a job is just to get money A career is where you can see yourself for quite some time And then a calling is kind of Something you're super passionate about and you do it because you love it kind of thing. In a way, PT, yoga, that's a calling for you, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so you can easily flow into it and it becomes easy. And it's connecting with people and helping them to become... Which is a value, I'm assuming. Helping them to become the best version of themselves because sometimes I guess it's like having my mum again. Yeah. You know, all the things that I didn't believe in myself, she held my hand and she believed in me. So not everyone gets that in their mum or their dad or not everyone has that fortunate mm-hmm. like in their f- in their family or in their life. Not everyone has that. So if I can be that person for someone, I just think that that is like the best thing ever. So what was the um, the key turning point going from PT to yoga? Like what what was the what was the switch to full time pregnancy? No shit. <laughs> I was being a trainer like that, yeah. and I fell pregnant. You know, I felt I had two pregnancies, as you know. Mm-hmm. I had two pregnancies before I had my successful pregnancy with Kai, and I guess I had the time within there. With the first pregnancy, you look at your life, as soon as you see two lines, you're like, holy shit, my whole life is going oh, yeah. to change. This is the best thing ever. That first one was not planned. Yeah. To lose that baby made me realize what I wanted. I needed to have a business that would thrive so that I could be a mum and a hands-on mum. I want to be a good mum mm-hmm. that's with my child. Um, and I also realized like, I'm working all these hours. What's important to me? I actually want more time with Joe. So I, yeah, had another one, blah, blah, blah. Story short, I'm pregnant with Karen. I'm 20 weeks pregnant and I was like, I'm, I don't really want to be a PT anymore. So I stopped being a PT because, one, I could not stand the smell of the gym. Oh. It was horrible. because well, you go through certain things, you oh, fall out of, like, food as yeah. well. When you're and I just away. thought, how am I going to give all this energy to people? And break, letting those PT clients go was heartbreaking mm-hmm. because they became my family. 
Um, your best friends in a way. You see them every single Some of week. them I still like wonder like what they're doing now and I'll send like a text. Like one of my most favourite clients is this guy called Shane mm-hmm. and he's saved in my phone as Mr. Shane and I sometimes will just think of him and I'll send him a message and we'll like, we'll still. Yeah, catch up. Yeah, yeah, and I just, yeah, I really, really um, loved him. I suppose in a way that you work colleagues as well. Oh. And normally like in a, he was honestly one of you know you said you know you go through phases of best friends in that time of my life mr shane was one of my best friends so because pt is somewhat like psychology as well as like you're releasing your problems onto each other you just get to know everyone and they become your people your family so yeah i love that but i then just decided okay i'm gonna do this yoga thing and i just started teaching as much yoga as i could So I was teaching all around Hamilton with this big round belly. I think you might have met me when I had a big round belly. Yeah, I can't really remember. I think you came into my class and had a big round belly. I thought you were fat. Yeah, but I had (laughs) a big. I just had a big round belly. um, I know it was Yin. Yin at fast lane. Uh, Oh no, no, not no. Because it's definitely the Monday. The Monday, which is still the bloody hardest Mondays ever. I think I'm going to change them to here to seventy fives. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, shit. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, I just was teaching yoga everywhere, and then I guess you realize, all right, this needs, like, a name or, like, a hub or something. So that's how we came up with Ara. So just before Ara, sorry, you – so were you at a – Specifically at one gym when you're PT? Was it Liz Mills? Yeah, no, I wasn't at – I was at Anytime Fitness. Anytime. So you're at Anytime – and then how did you branch out to all these other many other gyms? I guess back then. Like, like how, how did you start up that kind of aspect? So what, back then I was knocking? kind of the first, I would say I was the first yoga teacher around or the Just first Hamilton modern kind of, yoga yeah, teacher yeah. around that was teaching headstands and yeah, handstands and all the yeah. stuff that everyone likes. To and get the young people who are at the gym. Well, that's young, what not got necessarily me in. young, but the um, – downwards from 50 <laughs> kind of people. The, the people that go to the gym are the people, if you're doing a gym class, yoga, that's the kind of people you want to have, not the classic, mediocre. Everyone is textbook. inspired by seeing everyone wants to, at some point in their life, probably be able to balance on their head. Yep. I, I don't know. I, I'd say most people, they'll be like, childish. wow, that's so cool. I want to be able to do that. Or because can you're I, put in an environment when you're at a, School with a kid, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But when you're an adult, you don't want to be judged by that. You don't yeah. want to go to the park next door and do a handstand. Yeah. Everyone's like, who's that crazy person? <laughs> Where's that person gone insane? I actually walked parts. The other day I was walking and this little girl, she was jumping around. She was doing flips, cartwheels, splits, just rolling. And she was just in her absolute element. And I just smiled and thought, that is what I want to be. That is what yeah. I want to embody. If she was a 35-year-old lady <laughs> Which man, is probably me, yeah. like when people see me doing it. I would 100% drive past being, what the fuck? That's me. Yeah, so I suppose that's the thing about yoga, or like especially here. No, oh, it's turned off. doesn't matter. Um, is that like you, you're giving the environment to do that, a safe space. Exactly. Which I suppose here is quite critical. So what other challenges did you kind of face when you're just branching out into different Gyms. I guess again the people not really being aware of yoga like oh like is that really something that we should yeah. put in here and I was like yes like it totally is like trust me people will love it I was like teaching 
one of my main places I taught was at Flex Fitness mm. and they would do like a $5 drop-in. But in the end, I ended up making it like a gold coin donation drop-in because for me, one of the biggest things is I realized yoga is so expensive. Yeah. Well, it's just like another gym membership, isn't it? It is so expensive. So that, that's where the um, $5 yoga came in at yep, that's got the me dojo. Over there. And it got ir- that grew crazy. Um, and that started with actually five people, you know? Did it? Yeah. I suppose it is a really awkward place to do it at. It like, started, like, like it started with five it's, people. It's, it's a karate dojo. It's not like you have an inward outward flow of people walking in and out. No. So yeah, it was. It started with five people. Um, yeah, as I said, like I was teaching everywhere. So it was mum and I. Those were the main classes, mm-hmm. and we taught hard vinyasa <laughs> classes. Um, and then you did a few workshops, which is where I came into it. Yeah, had, I did a workshop. I had baby. My mat, so that's where my mat came from. Yeah, a discount. I had baby, and then I was like, okay. I also had to find people to take the classes mm. while I was gone because for me it was, okay, I've created this thing. How do I keep my finger on the pulse? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to create a team. And honestly, pretty much the team, I'm still connected with the three who were with me when we started. Which Caleb, Chad. And Lucen. Lucen, yes. Yes. Course. So I went to school school with Lucen and we were talking one time I think I was pregnant he's like oh I just did my yoga teacher training and I was like cool when you get back you can take over all my classes so I've definitely been through all of this stuff with people where like they'll come into teaching yoga and I'm like here you go like have a whole lot of classes or like because there's so much yoga around I must admit the three of them are definitely like like, I can't say I've experienced too much outside of our but yeah, the three of them have always been my favourite, second or third to you and your mum, of course. <laughs> but I feel like, but like it's all... always the same, and everyone's got their own characteristic. But at the same time, there's like this same aura spirit kind of thing. What it stems right from, but... I guess, is like mum and I setting a foundation yeah. and then building and having. Like I went back to fast lane one day, and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" But the thing is, with the teachers as well, is. They have been nurtured by us to become the best teachers. But my biggest thing, and as the team's growing, I guess we're getting right back to like where I am now. I have an amazing team of teachers. And they're all unique. And that is my biggest thing. Like find what lights your soul on fire and share that. Because we're not one of us are the same. We might have similarities and like you say, we one thing that we all offer here is when you walk out, I want and I say it so importantly, I want everyone to feel like they were so loved for that entire hour. Except when you forget to give me a towel. Yeah, that was so <laughs> bad. But see, that's the other so thing. Glad like, it was you. <laughs> the other day when I came back from overseas, one of the first classes I did was Jamie's class. And I've never done one of her classes. And she just started speaking multi. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's unique to her. And I loved it, actually. Um, and I hope she continues it, or I'm assuming she will. But there's the thing, every one is unique. But then once she started, so that was like, oh, shit. And then it went into it, and I was like, oh, she's just like everyone else. Like It's so nice and loving. But one thing that we do like do unique. here, which a lot of people might not see behind the scenes, is every teacher has been through a process of mentoring, a mm-hmm. process of feedback, a process of learning how to grow if what you're wanting to do is a successful yoga business, we are here and, like, we're here to help you with that because when I first started, I didn't have anyone to do that with. So 
for me to help a bit, I call them baby teachers when you're first yeah. starting out, to give them the, the step into the door to like have enough classes to make it a full-time job or get enough living is... You're like, see Ainsley, for instance, she was around Hamilton, so she started Absolutely. off a bit here, and, and now, now look at what she's doing, country. amazing yeah. things, and Unreal. that's what I want. I want everyone to be able to blossom and grow into what they want to do because I personally I just think there's room for all of us and when I first came into the yoga scene everyone was trying to put me down I don't want that for anyone I don't want anyone to ever feel like hey I'm teaching yoga you can't teach yoga like if you're gonna be like that why are you even teaching yoga that is just the opposite of yoga okay if we branch off a bit I'll go to Lululemon Mm -hmm. but prior to that a debatable comment do you think it's easier to be an influencer if you have um, a nice ass and breasts as opposed to a penis? Um. <laughs> Do you think it's easier for a female to get followers than a male? Personally, yes, because you're probably going from both angles. You know, women like... Women aspire to be like hotter women and, then and males just want to look at something. Yeah, <laughs> but whereas like a so male might not look at another male and no, be like, I want to follow him oh, because so homo. yeah, he's so hot, you know, whereas yeah. like a girl like, yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know, I feel like there is definitely with this day and age, like this whole thing on like ass and titties, but personally for me, like if people were following for that reason, like I'm like, people need depth. <laughs> yeah, but then like as well as if you want to be a content creator, like Contents like news, uh, any any good news is, like is not news really. So everything bad, so it's clickbait, all that kind of shit. So same with like if you think about James Smith, like a lot of his content is quite negative, or well, not negative, but real aggressive and stuff. That's not actually him, but it's he because it catches people. Yeah, so you got to catch it's people. Catchy. Yeah. And so like to be, I reckon a guy, you need to be catchy, which in a way is negative, and you come across like a dick. But then if you come across not natural. If, if you are natural, then you're not going to get that clicks. It's kind of like that podcast yesterday that we're listening to about yeah. being masculine and how, you know, being a little bit of a dick is yeah. masculine. And I will talk, like, for me, I do, I've do. i been through my times. I've been through some really bad relationships. Yeah. And Joey is, I honestly, Joey is the love of my life. I am so lucky to be with my best friend. Yeah, yeah. But, he pisses me off. Do you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, he is going to love me. Yeah. Love me, love me. Like my mum, believe in me, love yeah. me, but then challenge me to the oh, point where, game. you know, sometimes you've got to be a little bit of a, like an asshole. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, you know, it's like that chase. Well, it's to find your barrier, to push that barrier, and to I, get out of your comfort. Oh, and, it's so yeah. strange. Like, I don't think that I could be with someone that like, you know, lie down and just have a cup of tea and oh, don't do right, anything love. today. You can just take a sickie. Yeah, nah. Okay, um, <laughs> interesting. I was kind of correct with where I was going, I think, in my head, in my head. Um, so how did Lululemon ambassadorship kind of come into it? And then do you think that helped you start Ara? I do. I definitely think, so for me, when I first walked into a Lululemon store, I remember I looked at, you're like, fuck, this is expensive. Yeah, but yeah. That's my I first impression. Looked at the people on the wall. 
And yeah. I was like, what are these people? And then I read their bios. And I remember walking out one day and being like, I am going to be a person on the wall. <laughs> I remember the story about this one day when you saw, when someone was asking you and you were on the wall. Yeah. Do you I share am that story? going to be the person on the wall. And at the same time, I am going to be a person that is on their main, like, like a piece of their yeah. store. Like, I don't know, work with them, model with them. And that back then, I didn't even, Lululemon didn't know who I was. Yeah. I didn't even know what really Lululemon was. And then I just bought a lot of their clothes. Love their clothes. Still to this day, like I'm wearing all yeah. Lululemon. I don't, I can't fault Lululemon. So actually when I built Ara, I went up to Auckland and I brought a mat for a giveaway. And I was like, oh, it's a... You know, 500 likes on Facebook. Here's our first giveaway. Um, it's a yoga mat to encourage you to whatever. It was not sponsored anything. But that day, whoever I spoke to, her name was Claire. Something about me she must have liked because then she contacted me and they were like, we're putting a store in Hamilton. Mm. And so I always had this barrier. I was like, I'm in Hamilton. How will I be linked to Lululemon? Like they're in Auckland. But it was this thing as like, I am going to be a, yeah. the person on the wall. Visualization. Visualization, yeah. which I am so, I've my mum again, she's always yeah. taught me, whatever you want to be, you can be it. Just put it somewhere and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they came to Hamilton and then they, you know, wanted to, I taught that yoga class. I'm pretty sure you were there. And then afterwards they gifted me this box that had the, like an amazing, Lululemon gift and they're like oh we're opening the store here um, we'd love you to be part of it can you teach some more yoga right with no intentions at all then when we took that massive class mm-hmm. with 300 people I think like Kyron wasn't even Kyron might have only been like one yeah yeah he was very so, young yeah. so even to do that with a young child is just actually I think he was only eight months old to do that because you kind of think as a mother that you have to pause your dreams to, you know, be there for that child. Yeah. But I, I was so lucky. I'm so lucky. I don't. Th- I think it is very much luck that I like entered in to creating this thing, yoga, and then you know, Lululemon came to Hamilton, and they really did help our studios grow, all while being a mum. Um, and the day that they asked me to be an ambassador, like, I honestly wanted to bore my eyes out. I was like, is this really happening? Like, like yeah. I remember it and I still love the brand that much. Every single time they've asked me to do anything, um, was like that. And the day that I walked in, I actually went for a walk and I had all my groceries and they text me, they're like, you need to come to the store now. Like, it's really important. And I was like, oh, well, I've just done my grocery shopping and I'm like walking, but I'll walk because I live in town. I'll walk. So I walked in with all my groceries and up on the wall are my pictures and I just put them down and I was like, I'm the girl on the wall. Do you know what I mean? So, and I really do think that that helped me because I, I, what didn't quite own this place yeah, yeah. at that time in my life, but yeah, we were teaching before, yeah. yoga everywhere and we were teaching in the dojo and the dojo was thriving. Like we, with our $5 yoga, we'd have like, I don't know, a hundred people through on a Tuesday and a Thursday exactly, night. We yeah. only had they four classes. Yeah, we had four classes. I always classes. counting. I was like, holy fuck, this is So awesome. I was getting sweaty and stinky, so <laughs> yeah. we really needed somewhere to... Good, good flooring though. But we always said that we wanted something in the area. So when this came up, 
amazing. Yeah. So again, it's that visualization of being very certain. We didn't want somewhere in town. We wanted somewhere here. So yeah. I guess that's a whole different conversation, visualization and the power yeah, of so that. Yeah, so that'll be, we'll do another episode for sure, especially on motherhood and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, habit building and uh, a few of that stuff. But um, So what were some of the struggles of actually opening up this place? I know consent was, oh, before that, tell me the story about when you're in the store and the lady's like trying to ask you for help and you're like, I'm just up here. Which is this one? Oh, we'll scrap it then. I remember you were telling me this one time about this lady's like really asking you for help and do you need this, do you need that? And she never realised that like, you're right up behind it. Oh, this has just been recently, though. I feel like I'm not really in anybody anymore, like, but, on yeah. the wall. <laughs> but that was so funny, um, which I suppose that is a huge achievement, but it's not really an achievement that you ever thought was, a, like, gonna, a getting your face on the wall. Uh, being the main model on one of the walls and, like, if you order anything Lululemon, honestly, it's still, if I do an order and I see myself on the packing slip, yeah. it's still like, oh, how It's somewhat is like an me? achievement or an accomplishment that you never really thought was within your grasp, I imagine. But you know when you imagine something, yeah, and I do this to myself all the time, I imagine something and then it comes to life and I'm like, is it really that cool anymore? I'm so bad at that to myself. Well, I think that's um, a part of that um, Sarat not giving a fuck is like, the more you want something, the more you realise the opposite is true. So the more you want money, the more you realise you're poor. That kind of thing, which will be the same. So the the more you want to be something, then when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm here now. Like, I know. And you're I not talk- grateful for oh, a lot of people and these the days. Day and, and it's that is, uh, I actually taught that in today's class, you know. If you can't be happy with where you are now, I tell you, when you if it's touching your toes or doing the splits, if you can't enjoy the journey that you're currently on or where you're at in your body in this moment, once you get the splits, it's not going to feel any different. Because once you get the splits, you're going to want to do the splits with the leg touching your head. You're What's gonna, next? What's next? There's What's always next? something next. Always, so yeah. the most important thing is to honor where you are. Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm working on that to honor like, wow, I've achieved some really, really cool things and really sit with that feeling because at one point in your life, and this is another powerful thing that I always think of, especially sometimes when I get frustrated with my kids or when things feel, I'm like, I remember the time when I wanted nothing but to have them. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes last night, both of my kids were crying and screaming, honestly, all night. I, I honestly reckon they were taking turns or something. <laughs> and I was lying there and I was so tired and so frustrated. And I just actually grabbed both of them and like held them and just like I sniffed them. And I'm like, actually, this was everything I ever wanted. So this is what comes with it. Yeah. And it's really taking even those like shitty moments and being like, I love this part of my life. Because... In your life, you can't have all the great things without mm. having little things well, that... you, you got to have your positives. Have your neg- are uncomfortable. Your like your yeah. children screaming the house yeah. down okay. and your husband snoring. Like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quick jab in there. Um, well, I'll skip, I'll skip opening up this place because we'll run out of time. Yeah. But COVID. Yeah. Let, let's delve into that a little bit. Like, I know you struggled a lot. Uh, you had your personal... Um, views and opinions on stuff mm. as everybody does looking back on it now I oh it's I've got my own opinions on a lot of things 
But um, I know you really struggled. Um, and then through that, I suppose, hardship, that pressure came the diamond of online platform. Walk me through all that. What? How did, like, obviously, COVID hit, shutting down. This is your main primary job. Mm. Like, you also got teachers who, yeah. you know, it's their job. Yeah. Walk me through it. So, I guess the craziest thing is when I think back to that turning point, you say that night we did that dinner, that 30 days of yoga, it was so amazing. Like, the community there was incredible, right? And we would, I just felt like Ara was thriving. <laughs> And then for, like, the next day to, or whenever it happened, like, the whole country is going to go into lockdown for four weeks. Mm. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what the, <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. just remember, like, what in the world? And I've always said I wanted an online platform. So I guess, again, there was the itch for that. But how the fuck am I going to create an online platform? I don't know what I'm doing. But again, that's where the grit comes into place. Because when you have a community of, I would say, honestly, it was around 200 to 300 members. How are you going to look after those people through a time that is going to be incredibly hard for them? Where you won't be able to come and get that community and that Mm -hmm. connection How can I, these are the questions I was asking myself, how can I create that without actually being together? So the power of connection has been it. And luckily then we figured out how to use Zoom and we're teaching yoga classes on Zoom, which was so cool because you pop up in your own little boxes and then the community would stay and they would talk. I think that got a lot of us through. Yeah. COVID, but then the building of the online platform, what in the world was I doing? I built one from scratch and I, I, I don't know, I was teaching a lot of online yoga. I had to buy all these microphones. I just went to the shop and brought everything that I thought that I needed. And yeah, I guess it happened. And now I have an online platform and again, you don't realize because at the time all that hard work, but you don't realize like. Yeah, now so I have an online platform and take it for granted. A few times that you're telling me you just felt like giving up. What what kept you going? I would I always think of the community here. I, I know I know. Like there's a couple of times, especially like Joey's like, "Well, let's not do it." Like, yeah. what, what was that? Like, what it can't just be the community? I think you know when you were talking before about what your I don't know what you said. Um, you work out what your what is it? I, you had three. Yeah, your job, your career, and your calling. It's my calling. This yes. is my calling to teach yoga and to inspire people and to connect people and to make sure that if someone's feeling alone, that they have, I guess this yeah. this space. Or I really do think that that's what keeps me going because there are so many moments. Where I could just be like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Why do I, what? I, and I have done that. When it was the full COVID and the whole mandate yeah, thing, yeah. I really thought, fuck this. Or even like coming back into normal life and you needed like two jabs for summer, that's a load of bullshit. If you look at it now, COVID's reaping havoc once again. Like, but everybody else is open, but R wasn't open because one of your key values is R is for everybody. Yeah. How did that, like, how did you get through that? That was hard 
that was like a I feel everybody like else I, is open. I learned a lot about myself there because you're stuck in a space where you have to sit with what is real for you. Like I felt like I learned integrity. Yeah. And when everyone's saying like, why would you shut, do this, do that? And I was like, you know what? No. Like I had to really stand up for what I yeah, believed you in did that not moment. Fold one bit. No, I would, and you know, and then I had my mum in the background being like, "Come on, Michelle, like, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. Like, you're very hard, and I am hard." One of my description was courageous. And and at that time, I remember it was a it was a year ago. We're sitting down at Mister Pickles, and I'm looking at Joey, and I'm like, "How am I going to make this work? Am I letting go of my business? Is is the is the universe saying?" You know, it's, don't it's do time. this. Like, it's time just to give up. do everything Joey's ever wanted you to do, and just be your stay-at-home <laughs> wife. And Joey's like, "No, you need to like keep doing this, and you can do it." And I can't believe I'm sitting here, and that that the studio, the studio has just this week gone back to the full timetable, yeah. which is at this time I a love year my ago. 6 this oh. time a year ago, I would sit there and be like, "I think I'm going to lose everything." Yeah. And how am I going to, the question, which I think drives you, how am I going to afford to keep this going? Fuck. How, how do I keep this going by shutting my business? Mm. My business that, and people can say, you're lucky you, you have money. No, I don't think anyone's lucky to make a decision like that. No, fuck no. I don't think, a lot of people use that word, luck. Oh, a lot of the time. And I think, you know, there's some. You could be some, fortunate to be in the right position at the right time. I do way, sometimes think there is, yeah, there is little bit pockets of luck in your life. Yeah. And, but I think everyone has the opportunity yeah. for those. And I don't think that it's because I'm lucky that I could remain unopened because I actually still worked so hard to keep everything thriving. Well, you online content we did time. online content. We stayed connected. So, yeah, I... COVID really shaped who I am and I guess it also allowed people to see how much I value every single individual that comes in here. I am never ever going to tell someone, you can't come into my studio because I... What if they started farting all the time? It's fine. I'll be pissed off. (laughs) Well, then it's, you know, it's a human thing. (laughs) Not every time. (laughs) I hate they, it. Do you I know hate what? It they feel you, like they're at home. Yeah, but I hate it when you are oh, like, I'm a male and like there's that cavity in my back, my spine, and you roll back sometimes and you make the farting noise with <laughs> the suction. So now whenever I roll, I always roll through the side because you don't want to be like, Ur. anyone's just like, did I he? I feel like did that's a like typical thing though. And you're like, oh, Go yeah, to I, yoga class, you fart. I hear it now and I'm like, oh, this is someone's mat. But like when I first heard it, I was just like, oh, someone farted. And even but it's not until I did, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I've always rolled, always rolled from the right side around. But people need to feel at home. Oh, so if they yeah. want to do it the entire class, you yeah. know, freedom. Freedom. Honor that. You're at home. Put them near the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, what time do we need to shoot? Is it two? Not yet. Yeah, like what time though? do you need to? No, I don't have. Two, two, fifteen? Oh, he's not at school. Oh, sweet. Okay, we'll carry on then. Um. So I remember we did have a quick discussion as well with your platform. You wanted a kind of like a mega platform. Is that still in the works or is that kind of just spitballing through that period? I have definitely like 
I guess I have these like passion explosions all yeah. the time. So honestly, we talked about like making like a big board oh, and like and what I, could we incorporate? And, and I think what I think what happens for me sometimes is I have these visions and then it includes other people and it becomes unrealistic yeah. when you can't group everyone in. So I think that it's not like I'm never closed off to it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I just think not right now. It's like someone asked me the other day. When are you going to bring yoga to the mount, our studios to the mount? I'll do it for you. <laughs> that was one of my biggest visions. I opened my dream journal the other day, yeah. and it's right there at the top. And before COVID, I was working on it. I really do want to build something there, and I always – and you know what? It's not that it's never going to happen. It's just not right now. Yeah. You know when you talk about your chapters, sometimes you can maybe start writing a chapter, and it doesn't – it doesn't unfold there and you just like put it underneath and you start writing save the other one. You save yeah. it for later and you, as you come back to it, you know, you come to it with freshness and then you can begin it. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel like I would love, I, there's a little thing in me as well, kind of tapping me on the shoulder is to like build a little bit more of content online to, to be of a more online presence. But one thing that is starting to happen to me is like, does that look more like just Lashara? And I don't know why that's happening, but maybe it's just because I can do more connected and I don't have to have like those meetings mm-hmm. with everyone else and all, which it has nothing to do with anyone else. It's like, it has everything to do with like me and my capacity in my life. So if I was to, like I said to you, maybe start writing like little newsletters once a week, just to grow who I want mm-hmm. to be, that, that might be a little bit more where I'm at right now. Okay, you talk about, like, online platform, building that, building that. How do you know you're building it? Like, here you see people come in, come out. You see memberships. Like, what kind of feedback do you get on the online? You see people sign. I see people signing up often. Um, so, number of views? Yeah, numbers. So, are they numbers, on the way up or is it steady? Numbers or? of views and then numbers of users. So, it's con- it's consistently there's always people visiting yeah. it. Um, but... I would say I probably don't put enough love into it. And like anything, if you want it to grow and thrive, you need to put more love into it. So I, fi- I've, I find um, having the studio and the online running at the same time. <sighs> yeah, so that's a huge workload. So I think really I'm, I'm, hard. I'm reading the book Conference by James Smith and he's dabbled in it a little bit in terms of like when you're delegating workload, like when you're swamped in, you're like, I'll do it because I can do it. I know I can do it. So to begin to delegate, you need to have confidence in the other person's abilities. How would you delegate that workload? Because I know you've done it for marketing, and how has that turned out? And then how do you reckon you can do it for online platform? Delegating marketing has been amazing. Um, I come in and have a meeting with Kendall, and I just throw ideas at her, and then she just makes them so much better than I imagine and like you know she'll she's po- earned that trust from you that that yeah, confidence your confidence I, she'll I appreciate her so yeah. much and I just yeah she's definitely helped me in that aspect because I think that's a similar thing with your nanny which we'll touch oh. on I want to talk about that in the next episode and just being able to light of my life uh, yeah like sh- what I call delegate but you're sharing the load it's not necessarily you're you're neglecting stuff you're wanting to expand so you need to grow mm-hmm. so how would you do it on online I would have to train someone to edit, so yep. do all the editing and just train someone to really do all the uploading. I would make all of the content and train someone. But then that's someone. still going to be content of Lashara. Like, mm. 
would you just need to get other instructors in? So I have other instructors filming. Yeah. Um, and I think that I'm really good. The reason that Ara does so well is I have stepped back from being the person that's always teaching mm-hmm. and trusted that every teacher is able to share like whoever works at our studios, they're amazing. I truly believe that. I think that I have a team of incredible teachers and I just trust them. I would never come in and be like, what are you teaching? Yeah. Or like, I don't like that, change well, it. Yeah, you got the systems in place to, that they have to go through Unless they've they done can. something super dodgy. Then you can't, you'd have to be like, aww. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, and I want, so then with that online again, sorry, um... Say if I did a video for you, or if I was an instructor and I did a video, mm-hmm. um, do I get anything from them? Yeah, like do I you pay. you pay them? What yeah. you pay them like per view, uh, per video? hourly rate, an hourly rate just for mm-hmm. that? So it's yeah. just oh yeah, just to be on the platform. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, per class. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so you did dabble on it. What's going on at the moment? Thirty days of yoga. Thirty days of yoga started I, what yesterday? Yeah. Day two. Anyone so what's can jump happening with that? Ara? Yeah, I'm going to be teaching a little bit more. Mum's going to take a little step back just till mm-hmm. the end of the year, which is nice. Like, I could teach every single day. It's just really honouring the space for myself to allow the other teachers to mm. grow. But also you don't want to snow you under. No, and I, I want to be with my babies. Yeah, so, exactly. for example, I had this this really cool idea to be doing like these advanced classes and take on these people and I went into one of my like Lashara moments where I'm like whoa and then I sat with it and I was like hold on what is the one rule you don't lose time with your kids especially important time like their bedtime important times with my kids and my husband works away so no Lashara like I really have to catch myself when I go into those things of like more, 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 because I can do it yeah, and I will and I will burn out. I don't want to be her. She needs to be like. Yeah, it's what a lot of people like. We see those videos of old people and they're like, what are your greatest? It's like, or what are your advice? It's always spend more time with your family. Don't work so hard. It's, it's a part of that living your life. So there's one of the sayings I read. It might have been on that James Cleary thing. It was like talking about a lot of people aim to live the length of their life but not the width. So, in that sense, a lot of people are always career-driven for the future. Future, work hard, work hard. And that, what I made the realisation, I think there was one morning when I just texted you, because that's what I mean, like, you were always there for me to ask questions. And it was, um, like, retirement is not the goal. A lot of people have that in their head, but they don't live in the now. Mm. And I suppose that's where you're like, oh, I can do all this stuff for Ara, make Ara this mega whatever it is. But your why is not necessarily to... Make it an empire, is it? It's it is your family. That's your core value, and you cannot lose sight of that. And COVID really highlighted that you can put all of your energy into your business, and then and it can, can just get taken away off. from you. And realizing that, I found my own practice was more important than mm-hmm. everyone else's practice because, and my time with my kids is important more important than anything else because without what's important and what makes me me. There is, what is our studios? I think there's this one time you told me when we were running and it was, um, you had this love for yoga because a lot of people make what they love their job mm. and when it becomes your job, you spread that love onto each and every one who you're working with. So say for instance, I'm a designer, then I become a manager. 
that's the next role. I'm stopped designing, but what I'd be doing is sharing my love of designing to everybody else, making sure they're designing whatever. Same thing with yoga. You spread that love out to the community that's around you. So then you somewhat lost it for a bit, but then you find, find yourself and you're like, what am I doing? And I suppose that's exactly what you just touched on there. Totally lost my practice. And I would choose to go to the gym over practicing yoga because yeah, I felt yeah. like I was teaching everyone yoga and then I had to teach myself and I was like I just want to break from it till I realized actually I love yoga yoga is for me and the more that I do it the more I can feel inspired to share I am better if I practice yoga all the time so then another one is um, a lot of people they always put put a lot of themselves and everybody else kind of what we're just talking about or even spending so much time with your family and that Mm. How do you give yourself time that's not just like, okay, yoga is spending self-time, but what else does the show do? I've been really working on this because I think that there is, I'm always doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. there's always some something that I'm doing. I'm walking or I'm doing yoga or I'm, I've been really getting into journaling and um, a little bit on cards and stuff as well, just exploring that. Mm -hmm. But I think that I need to do more things that are like playful. And when I, you know, when I saw that little girl, (laughs) so is that what you're going to be doing? No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I feel like I I feel like I get enough of that from yoga. I'm very free in my body with yoga, but. I did a lot of art and a lot of creating. I'm a very creative person. And I think I need to do more of that. So I have been thinking about maybe going to do like a pottery cl- and stepping oh, out of yeah. my comfort zone and also doing it by myself. Mm. Not with a friend. I'd love to do it with a friend, but also going whether my friend's coming or not and do it by myself so that I can meet other people. Yeah. And I think a friend's a good gateway because, for instance, like – I'd be scared to go do something, but if my mate was to come with me, I'd be like, "Fuck you, I'll go do that." Yeah, let's, let's go. But like, that's the it's that, like traveling. That's the thing. catch for me. Is if it feels uncomfortable, you know, and do it by yourself. Why not do it and just see how that feels for you? I'm yeah. really diving into that. Like discomfort or getting uncomfortable is where you can grow yeah, and you where go. you can shape. And I want to constantly move into that space. This was my living situation, how we talk about it. It's like, I want to move into go that into constant... That to learn, I to I don't want to be comfortable. I, I said that to my boss once. Yeah, boss man Dan. A lot of my followers know him. <laughs> um, but like, he said something about comfortability once, and it's like, well... Oh, he said that I'm someone who doesn't seek comfortability. And it's like, yeah, not at this stage. Maybe when I have kids, I want to have a, I want to be stable and be comfortable with my life that I can provide my children X, Y, and Z, you know... But while I'm young and I've only got a dog, like, I don't need to be comfortable. I can continue seeking more. One thing that I think is you can be uncomfortable but content. So when I look at my life, I am so happy. I love all the things that I have. I am so content and so grateful for my life and where I'm at. I don't think that I really need anything more. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you can't grow. So you yeah, can't, well it's not you can't an overhaul, is it? Yeah, it can only it can be a little aspect. And I think it's like letting go of like material things. Yeah. And more for me, it's like I know I'm disciplined, but I can be more disciplined. You you can always grow. You can always grow to be better. We'll talk about discipline in the next episode because I really want to tap into that. Um, 
because yeah, you're really disciplined and structured and but it's your way of life but there's it's to me sometimes it can be a double-edged sword the thing is people might I always think people might look at me and think she's fucking crazy you know all the amounts yeah. of things that I do structure to me equals freedom it also allows my kids to see that I choose myself I am doing things to to be a better mum and I hope that they can see what that I'm constantly trying to be better yeah. and it inspires them to be better um yeah and it's not you know you sit back and uh, just we're not going to talk about it but even doing 75 hard mm-hmm. I don't do 75 hard for anyone else when people are like oh you know did you make it soft or did you like change things I've heard of 75 soft no I don't and again like I've said it I'm hard but I'm only hard on myself. And like someone asked me the other day, they're like, how do you know if we, we actually do our day of 30 days of yoga? Don't, don't just say that we're yeah, going to yeah. do it. Well, I don't care. Doesn't you're matter. the only person yeah, that knows. Yeah. So if you're happy to lie and say that you did it when you didn't, that's on you. That's not on me. And I want to be that person that constantly shows up for me. So when I'm having one of those days and I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. Oh, you nice. said you were going to do it. Follow through. And if and if you want to let yourself down, that's your problem. It's the hardest thing is putting your shoes on. But the thing like is, that. like, if it was someone else, I wouldn't let someone else down. Yeah. That's accountability. So I, having a training But now I would actually rather probably let someone else down than let myself down. That's yeah. the place that I'm at in my life because that person can actually, like, they don't need me. I actually need me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I'll, like, I'll, uh, yeah, definitely dabble in that next because you got to, even, like, bedtimes and stuff like that. I'm terrible with bedtime. I'm yeah, going to say, you like. Wake up five o'clock. I woke up 5 o'clock yesterday to go for a 10K run. That was so hard. You do it day to day to do yoga or whatever. But <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Um. What does the near future look like for RS Studios? Mm. Is there much coming up? Right now, I just want to get to the end of the year. Three years? Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. We get Last year, we went open. You need a, I don't, I don't know where to find a sign Three up years, 108. You can just sign Three up on the there. website as per normal class. Yeah. Um, where do I... Honestly, I want Ara to stream, if I could, dream big. Stream. But then I, like... Is that not Stream what into no. I guess like let's just this is me being like spitballing. I am dreaming big, okay? Yeah. And I don't know if this is gonna happen or if it's not, but I'm gonna say it. I want our studios to be a wellness hub where yoga is like the heart and then you can come and you can ice bath, you can yeah. sauna. So I really I love contrast therapy. I want that to be there. I want holistic beauty holistic nutrition i want a juice bar downstairs like i want this place that is everything that i do so i go into work and i'm like this is me and this is everything i love and anyone who comes here they are all part of this family and we all love it together and we're all working on that goal of being our best versions and picking ourselves and knowing that Whoever's here alongside us wants that too. So I want I want that. If I was to see something happen, I would just want this like hub and I Yeah, I don't I don't know when it would happen. I have a Pinterest board on it. Yeah. And it says 
our wellness like 2030 or something. My, I didn't think that I would own a yoga studio I, until I was 30 years old. That taps your passion for sure hmm. or your calling. It's, it's, uh, I did write down earlier is you're giving back to the community. Um, and I think I know where it comes from now, which is always that love from your, your parents and always an abundance of love. So um, I know my parents, it's like their family as well. Like That's huge. Family is just, I've never yeah. been short of it. Um, okay, I must admit that's, I think we've touched on that kind of platform, but not to that extent. So it's pretty cool to hear. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Um, so somewhat with that, but you're just general day-to-day life. It's like you can never please everybody. So obviously... You can never please everyone with your wellness, but then if you don't want to be there, you don't have to fucking be there. And I, yeah. But, I like, yeah, I think you put up yesterday about, like, that, is it Morgan? Yeah. What's your name? About, like, someone had a bad comment or whatever, and it's been you. How do you deal, because I know you you have a lot of, um, I suppose, you do have followers, mm. uh, you have a following. How do you deal with negative comments and it stuff defi- like that? It definitely takes time. Well, at the beginning, did it hurt quite a lot? Yeah, I would say even if someone still says something yeah. to me, it, it does hurt. But as I've gotten older, I guess I've realised, and you know, like when I talk about my younger self who got bullied, mm-hmm. it hurt. It made me into a bitch because it hurt and I didn't want anyone to have any reign over me. Whereas now, it's like if someone says something to me, I'm able to take a moment and be like, what are they going through? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that you have to grow up to get to that instead of thinking, oh my gosh, you know, how could someone say that to me? Like, who do they think they are? Which what used to be me, very, yeah, yeah. Uh, very reactive, very fiery. Yeah. So there's, when I was in India, so we're at the Taj Mahal, mm. and in India, I was, there was three of us on the tour, and people would take photos of us because they hadn't seen a white person in ages. So the bloke that was with us, he's taller than me, whiter than me, he'd get heaps of photos, and... Um, this one time, we're trying to listen to the guide telling us a story about whatever, and there's always people taking photos, and this one person posed, trying to take a photo, and yeah, like I lashed out and pulled the fingers. I was like, because I was so sick of it. I'm wanting to listen. They, they're not even asking for a photo. And I kind of lashed out, and the guy quickly gave my arms, like, oh, don't do that. It's like, oh, shit, like, sorry. So, like, that was me, like, lashing out and realizing what I did and, like, the frustration. How do you resist lashing out to people? I was actually just talking to uh, Lisa about this because. I can see myself sometimes yeah. reacting. That's part of mindfulness, yoga. No, oh, so I oh, can see myself reacting and I'm going to say, focus. I'm thinking, hey, come on, cut that out, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. this thing is like, fuck no. And like, I have a fire in me. I'm I'm actually not ashamed to say that. Like, yeah. I'm a very fiery spirit. Honing her in and letting her use that in a way to push her passion or whatever. Yeah. I I definitely can be. I always sometimes call myself a dragon mum <laughs> because it does come out. I'm very, very loving, but there's also this like deep like fire within me. Um, well, you and can't be a pushover. So I, that's respectable. I definitely think it is very much, it's having compassion, mm-hmm. something that I've had to really learn because I also could be the person, like, fuck you for talking to me like that, yeah. you know, and then I would go back and then you have that poof, yeah, but whereas someone now, if someone says something to me, I'm like, actually, okay, where does that come from within you? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I actually did nothing wrong. 
So what would your advice be to, uh, say, a young person who's starting to have a builder following, trying to, like, yeah, create a be authentic- whatever? Honestly, authenticity will grow you But that's in a not going to block out the negativity. But if if I read something and my mood nothing changes. Will, nothing will ever block out the, like, you mean from a self? Yeah, like how would how would you like advice to w- how to react? You can't like so say just if being someone, authentic say is if, not going to be. Oh, I thought you meant me. what is the best way to build a platform? No, no, no. Like if someone is building a platform, how do they deal with uh, the to know who you are? And when someone who is a nobody makes a comment on you, unless yeah. there are people, and I think you should have like a top five who you can be like, okay, how do these people feel about me? Because if these people said that about me. Yeah, I might have to react to it and be like, okay, shit, I might need to change a few things. But if someone's telling you you're this, this, and that, and then these people are like, well, that person doesn't know what they're talking yeah, about, yeah. those are the five people that matter. So you need like external people to you be need- outside of that fishbowl to yeah. look and go, hey, no, nah, you're, you're all good. Yeah, because who the hell is like, we'll just use the name Sally. Yeah. Sally wants to tell you, actually, you suck. This is so stupid. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, Who's well, Sally? Yeah, exactly. Sally, thank you. <laughs> I, I had this other day. I had like an email and I just said, you know, um, and <laughs> I've had to really work to get here too. Thank you so much for your feedback. I'll take it on board. Nice. Not everyone is going to like what you nice. have to share. But you can, instead of being like, oh, well, fuck you for not liking me. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. I don't want to be that. And I um, I actually wrote a quote the other day, um, always be kinder than you feel. Yeah. Because if I was to be like, oh, well, fuck you for not liking my stuff. Actually, like, thank you for your feedback. I honor what you're saying. Like, I'll take that on board. It's, it's, that's along the lines of um, treat how you want to be treated. As well, exactly. Pretty easy. And I'm like trying, to teach, it, trying the, to teach it to my son. The, I went to ask a guy a question and came back, and the guy's like, "What well, did you ask him?" I was like, "No, he's on his lunch." And like, I'll just fucking ask him. He'll do it to you. It's like, well, I don't want people asking me shit, so like, I'll treat him how I want to be treated. And it's when someone treats you really, really badly, and it's very much like even shutting this business. Mm-hmm. It's being again, who am I? And who do I want to be in this moment? How do I want to, I guess, you know, they say like, how do you want people to remember you? Do I want people to remember me as the like dragon lady that's like super reactive? And like, no, I want people to remember that I had like a nice presence. I was soft. I was caring. um, And I was compassionate. Honestly, compassion is it. Huge. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, wrap it up with our final questions. Okay. So your test subject. Well, no, you're not test subject number one, but <laughs> on this podcast, you're test subject number one. Um, I don't know how long it will take. Okay. There's a few. Well, we just can talk. <laughs> so the first one. Favorite porn category. I actually don't know. I'm not going to lie. Spit one out. But I don't know porn categories. <laughs> Make one up. What is it? What is like? I seriously, I don't know. Like, a oh category. man, I'm sorry, I'm not that person for you. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll skip that. Next one. If you were to live with only three foods, what would they be? Can a smoothie count as a food? 
No, because there's many things oh. in it. It's like a pizza. You can't have a pizza. There's many ingredients. Well, okay, then I'll, I'll give you like bread. Like that's a substance. Um, Frozen bananas? Banana? Because <laughs> they go into a smoothie. <laughs> 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 Surprised you didn't say like celery. <laughs> okay, bananas. Oh, honestly, though. Oh. It doesn't have to be healthy. It could just be something you'd love to indulge in. It just means you won't live a long life, I suppose. It's a hypothetical question. Honestly, I'm going to say red wine. Is that does that count as a food? No. No, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. It's kind of a drink, but then it's like, yeah, no, no, I'll take it. Yeah, red wine, bananas, <laughs> bananas, red wine, and apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you're not that kind of person who drinks. Oh well, when you tell me like I can only have <laughs> one thing, I'm like, oh, but then I'd need water. No, you don't always have water. You oh, fucking okay. drink out of a stream or something. Yeah, Been yeah. Been there, done that. Right. Red wine. <laughs> Health is wealth. Balance. <laughs> Frozen bananas, red wine, and apples. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you have a role model or a mentor in your life? Mm-hmm. Who? My mum. Your mum. A hundred percent. So she's been both, I suppose. I suppose it can be different, yeah. Honestly, she is like, uh, I just look up to her mm-hmm. all the time. She's, I feel on a spiritual level, I was gifted to my mum for her to go through whatever she had to go through and for vice versa, like I was, she was gifted to me as a mother to be able to move into the space that I am because, you know, when we talk about being nurtured mm-hmm. to be all of those things that I guess our studios is and the things that I have become, without her, I would, I just wouldn't be like yeah. that. I remember you saying that your your children also are a good role model for you as well, which is pretty cool. And my husband, Continue like I feel there. like I am just so lucky yeah. to the to be surrounded by people that inspire me. My kids are inspiring because they're just so free, and to have that freedom as an adult is beautiful. And to make sure that no one steals that away from them. And then my husband's the hardest worker I know, and I just think he's honestly, I just think he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my role model actually is you. So what? <laughs> my role model is you. You're always so driven, and I suppose it's that ambition and stuff. So yeah. I, I must so commend nice. you for all that. <laughs> um, so this one may be a bit hard to answer straight off the bat, mm-hmm. but what is your style of life? The way do you choose to live it? I think my style of life is to live a life and I don't want to chuck this word around because I think that it can be like quite like overused but balance Mm -hmm. is just so important to me and being able to and being able to understand that you're not always going to be perfectly in the center sometimes you know and I think of it when I'm doing like a handstand the beauty of a handstand, this this posture or this movement or what, however you want to put it that everyone wants, it's about finding the catch and the pull. Like mm-hmm. you're constantly like falling and catching, falling and catching, falling and catching. And I feel it's like it's like that with your day-to-day life. So, you know, like I'm trying to spend more time with Joe. I'm trying to be a more present mum, I'm trying to make sure that my house is clean and all these things and I feel like you can achieve everything but 
sometimes one thing has to give a little so that you can move to the other thing. And so as just like a handstand, as you're kind of just about to like fall, you catch yourself and it's like, I'm spending more time here with my kids and then, oh, I'm going to actually have a little bit of time by myself. And it's this constant catch and pull of balance. And I think like balance is so important to me in my life because there's so many things that I want to do and to be able to do them, I need to find balance. I feel like that's, that's perfect it. answer. That is, yeah, that's <laughs> so fitting for you. Um, yeah, hundred percent with everything. I, <laughs> yeah, I know how it can be cliche, but everything's cliche. And balance is not easy to find. Oh, and the reason that no one works on it, for example, you tell someone to stand on one foot and they're like, "Oh, this is so hard." Of course it's hard. You never fucking do it. Yeah. But if you did it every single day, it's going to get yeah, better. Sure. And you're still going to wobble, but you're going to become less like jolty with yeah. your movements and look a little bit more like graceful with your movements. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, I guess using like a handstand, for example, when I first started doing it, I was like a noodle like yeah. all over the place. And everyone goes through that. But then you find the space where you can actually play around with the balance. You can start exploring variations Mm -hmm. and that's where you start adding more things into your life. So it is, it's all about finding that balance and to be balanced is to be playful. And I think finding fun and freedom in your life, important, so important. Nice. Mm. This can be as vague as you want or as deep as you want. Okay. (laughs) What do you want? Honestly, mm. I want a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were just talking about this. Oh. And to some people, you know what? That might be so crazy. And I go through it in my own mind too. It might be so crazy. Yeah. But dream big because you can have whatever you desire. And like it make. I don't know if I feel bad for saying that. Oh, fuck but not. I think it comes back too to the fact that the relationship that I have with my mum is so special to me. And if I could have, not that I don't have that with my boys. I love my sons so much. They are the best thing in the world. And if I only had them, I am still so happy. Like I said, I'm content. But when someone asks you, what do you want? You're allowed to say something that you don't have. 100%. 100%. And you shouldn't feel bad for (laughs) saying that. Do you know? And that's what I'm really sitting with. Like, If I sit with it, I love my life. I am so happy. But what do I want? I would love a half me, half Joe in a girl version. Yeah. I got two boys that are just so cute. I'm like, what is it going to look like in a girl? Is it going to look a little bit more like me? (laughs) Will she do yoga with me? Will I get to plait her hair? You know, like I think as as growing up, just having that with my mom, of course I naturally want it. And you don't always get what you want in your life, but you can still focus on it and you can say to the universe, this is what I want. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, if you had an eraser that could erase anything from your past, would you use it? Well, this is like a tough question because there's a lot of things in my life that have hurt. But again, if I erase it, would I be where I am right now? You know, they have shaped me to be where I am right now. So no matter what I've been through, good, bad, ugly, sad, like some of the happiest times in my, I just, 
I want all of it because I suppose even in the realization that you've done something wrong, and if you take that away, like just say for instance, you act badly to somebody and you walk away and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But then it's that realization you learn from that that you're never going to do that again. Exactly. But if you did, if you say erase that, then you may do it again later, where it's more important and more detrimental to your life. Exactly. So I suppose yeah, for sure. Like you, I you personally can't. feel like I wouldn't erase anything because again, like there's so many movies like that, you yeah. know, where they they and take one up. thing out. Like imagine if I erase some. Honestly, this is a really good example. I had it. One of the most worst relationships. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the worst times of my life. Very, very bad. But if I hadn't have stayed and gone through what mm-hmm. I went through with this person, I would never have met Joe. So do I want to erase that horrible time of my life and then hope that I'll meet this person again? Or do I keep that horrible time of my life Honor it, honor the person who did all of that stuff to me and be grateful that they allowed me to meet Joe in the way that mm-hmm. I did and become good friends with Joe. Because look at my life, honestly, my life without Joe, like I cannot even tell you like from that person, yeah. <laughs> I was very broken. Joey, it's like he took this dead plant and he watered it and he would say nice things to the plant, you know, <laughs> you are going to grow beautiful, you are going to grow big, you're going to do amazing things. And he, he just watered it every day. And when I grew like a little leaf, he'd be like, good work, plant, yeah. you know? <laughs> so nah, it's nice. if I erased what I would say probably one of the worst times in my life, might not have Joey, which is one of the best things in my life. Yeah. Okay. So with that, with any future guests... It could also be, I wish I didn't eat that pie today. <laughs> but <laughs> even I mean. that. But no, nah, no, nah, I agree. But nah. even that, that's even part of like, you know. You well, it's something you didn't need. Or what if you sharted one if day? What if you need it? I suppose you <laughs> What if you needed that pie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what does the next chapter look like? Okay. I'm hoping that it links to what I want. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying to have another baby. Yeah. So alongside everything, I constantly sit with, okay, what? where are we growing? And I think family and like what I'm doing with my family, Joe and I are currently like building our dream home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both working. Ara is doing well. I think I've got an amazing team. So I think that the, the next chapter for me is moving into having another baby, which I honestly a few months ago was like, I'm not having another one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm going to focus on my business. But yeah. through Balance, this transition, yeah. I go through flows of it. And right now I'm like, okay, I don't want to look back on my life and regret not trying one more time for the thing that I want, which is a daughter. So that's my Yay. next chapter. My next chapter is exploring another pregnancy, moving into having three children, building a home, and just like – all these things that I want to do with Joey. That's my next chapter. Nice. So I get a three for three. Three for three? Three in, three out. Oh, well, I've actually, well, these are like three that I've lost, but then two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> okay. Um, last thing then. Leave us with a quote 
or words of wisdom for oh, our listeners? I got it on my phone and I can't remember what it was, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna bring it up. Okay. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Say that again, please. I'm trying to process it. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. Yeah. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Yeah. It's about being complacent. And being content and grateful and anything. I guess the way that I take that one is, you know, if you, like I was saying to you before we started this, do you ever just hold your coffee in the morning and be like, wow, that's such a good coffee. That's such good coffee. I remember when I used to drink instant coffee. Now I have a coffee machine that makes nice coffee and I love it and I have it with my husband and it's the little things like that that we take for granted. So you can always have this abundance. But whereas if you're constantly like, oh, I need, I don't know, whatever it is that people need, I need a bigger house, I need a bigger car. I need The more you realise you don't have that. I need a partner but like do – you know, like you've got all those things are things that you, if you're happy with where you are in this moment, those things will come and then the more will grow and it'll be yeah. like beautiful. But if you're not happy with where you are, like how can you enjoy it? Like is, is having those things actually going to make your life feel like more? It's funny because that's kind of what my morning meditation was actually about. But also when I was listening to my book, while walking Bentley, I heard this poem, which is what I'll read to finish. Okay. So not me, <laughs> but it relates to that. <laughs> to my co- to my quote. Mm. Oh, everything happens for a reason. So, Slow Dance by David L. Weatherford. Have you ever watched kids on a merry-go-round or listened to rain slap the ground? Ever flow- followed a butterfly's erratic flight or gazed at the sun fading it into the night? You better slow down. Don't dance so fast, time is short, the music won't last. Do you run through each day on the fly when you ask, how are you, and don't hear a reply? When the day is done, do you lie in bed with with the next hundred chores running through your head? You better not slow down, don't dance, or you better slow down, don't dance so fast, time is short, the music won't last. Ever told your child, We'll do it tomorrow, and in your haste, not see his sorrow. Ever lost touch, like a friend, let a friend die, friendship die. Jesus, I'll read that again. Ever lost touch, let a friendship die, because you never had the time to call and say hi. You better not slow down, or you better slow down. Don't dance so fast, time is short, the music won't last. When you run so fast to get somewhere, you miss half the fun to get there. When you worry and hurry through your day, it's like an unopened gift thrown away. Life isn't a race, so take it slower. Hear the music before your song is over. I definitely agree with that. That was so hard to read. I don't know why. To the point, yesterday, and I, my nana is so old right now, I'm pretty sure, like, she doesn't have much time. And I would say I'm in a very busy time in my life. Every Tuesday I make a lunch and I go and sit with her for two hours because even though I'm just sitting there 
And you know what? There's a language barrier now because my Chinese is terrible.、Mm-hmm. She has dementia. Half the time, she doesn't even know who I am. But I know who she is, and、mm-hmm. I know everything that she's done for me. And I know that if she was to die tomorrow, I sat with her every Tuesday. I gave her that love. I gave her that time because I won't get that back. And she gave me so much when I was little. Do you know what I mean?、Yeah. So it's little things like that. You、oh, need to like things like your babies are crying, so you hold them tight. Everything you、your、know,、coffee. scan scan over your life and notice when you say you're busy and change it to actually that's not my priority. It'll land differently、mm. when you say I'm not going to go visit my nana because it's not my priority. Damn, <laughs> that's、down. not very nice. <laughs> Or you know, just oh, I'm really leaning into that. Because I um I'm guilty of using the busy word all the time. Yeah, yeah. Beauty. So working on that. That wraps it up, I think. Amazing, we did it. We could、I、probably continue talking forever, and、yeah. I don't know what it's going to turn out like, but. <laughs> well, we're going to find out, and we'll do an episode two. Ah,、oh, can't wait! So many things to talk about. Fucking beauty. See you guys.